0: So sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort for 1000% of the time.
1: How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. How on earth did that happen?
2: Hello everybody, welcome back to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leba Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, friends, colleagues, Anthony Debundo BJ Cunningham. And together the three of us are stoked. We're absolutely stoked to start our World Cup adventure. But before I bring them in, before we break down the first three days of matches. A reminder that Wondergoal is sponsored by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up now with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game, get 200 free. All right, let's get going, boys. BJ, I'm going to start with you. Your favorite bet for the first 3 match days of the World Cup and it's a doozy.
1: I love our boys Michael the Americans Draw no bet at minus 120 against Wales. If you listen to our preview podcast, you know my feelings about Wales, about how they're a complete luck box. They've essentially, when they have to play good competition, they have not fared very well. They were in a World Cup qualifying group with Belgium and the Czech Republic. So two matches each against those two sides. And then in the Euros, they had one good match against Turkey. Other than that, they played Italy, they played Switzerland, and they played Denmark. So essentially, we have seven matches against good competition. They have a minus 6.7 expected goal differential in those seven matches. So they have not been competitive whatsoever. This is a match where the United States is going to control a majority of the possession. Wales usually sits in a very, very deep low block, sometimes a 4-4-2, sometimes a 5-3-2. And the reality is, is that Wales is a heavy direct counter attacking side. And what's the biggest strength of this United States team? It's in the midfield with Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Eunice Musa, who are all outstanding defenders in transition, can press very well, And the biggest weakness for the United States team is that when they're not organized in in defense and they're basically in scramble mode, when teams force high turnovers against them, that's when they can get picked apart. Wales is not going to press them high. They're going to sit deep. So they're not going to be able to take advantage of that one weakness for the Americans. And the reality is, is the Americans are going to have to break down a low block. But the line is telling you that these two teams are essentially even. If you look through the Wales roster... Gareth Bale's on the wrong side of 30. Joe Allen's probably not even going to play in this first match. Aaron Ramsey's on the wrong side of 30. Kiefer Moore can't do anything but head the ball into the net. So it's a great spot here for the Americans in the first match. It's essentially a winner go home game, right? Because these two teams essentially are even on the odds of to qualify. So I have the Americans projected at plus 104. I mean, this is the first big test for them facing somebody outside of CONCACAF since we didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup. So it will be a big test, but a lot of our players are playing across Europe. They've seen these guys before. We have more talent than this team. We should be able to run them over in the midfield. So I love the Americans. Draw no bet at minus 120.
2: That is a 2 p.m. kickoff on Monday. I'm going to go to the 11 a.m. kickoff on that day. It's Senegal and the Netherlands. I like the Lions of Taranga. I like Senegal 5-1 to on the money line. It's a big number, but I think it underrates this Senegal team. Yes, they're without Sadio Mane. Yes, the Netherlands are the odds-on favorite to win Group A. But I don't think that the gap is as wide between these two teams, as, as these odds are implying. Senegal is still really deep down the middle. Gana Ganagay is one of the best defensive midfielders. He's great at snuffing out counter- counterattacks. They have a great center back in Kalidou Koulibaly. Their goalkeeper, Edouard Mendy, he might not be in the best form right now, but last year he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and they still can score, even without uh, Sadio Mane, with, with Ismail Asar, with Dia. This is still a very dangerous team. I think that the market is moving too much based off the Sadio Mane news. All three of us are pretty bullish on Netherlands over the long-term of the tournament, but this is betting. It comes down to the price, and I think the price is good enough on Senegal to maybe pull an upset on Monday against Clockwork Orange. Anthony, your favorite bet for these first three match days.
3: Yeah, it's going to be also on Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern, Iran versus England. England is a team that we've debated. I know BJ's wearing an England jersey right now. He's all in on the three lions to bring football home. But I'm a little bit more skeptical of them, at least early in the tournament, where I think they may have some issues. One, they're dealing with a ton of injuries. We don't know if Kyle Walker will be back for this game. We know Reece James is out. They have some fullback concerns that I think the direct style of Iran can kind of take advantage of with Teramey uh, and, and sorry Fard. Long ball's up to them. Usually Walker is kind of the sweeper for England. He, he cleans up a lot of messes for Southgate. Kieran Trippier, just not that level of defender. I'm guessing we're going to see him in this game. And you have to go back to Iran's last trip to the World Cup. They were in a group with Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. It was an underrated group. Iran only won one game. They beat Morocco 1-0. But they were very competitive with Spain and with Portugal. And I think they're just a very difficult team to play against. They tied 1-1 with Portugal and lost 1-0 to Spain. They play a very compact defensive style. They brought back their manager from that World Cup, sacked their, their manager that got them to the World Cup this year, fired him, brought in the old manager from 2014 and 2018, their last two World Cup trips. They're an underrated team because of how compact they are defensively. And the one thing we know about England is that they've had issues breaking down teams who are very defensive and who are willing to cede possession to them. England much more dangerous in transition. So I like Iran plus one and a half at minus 120. I think this game going to be very competitive, could be one nil for sure, uh, but could also see Iran surprising England here early in this tournament. All
2: right, uh, let's talk about some marquee matchups now. We'll start with the opener, the table setter. FIFA moved the entire tournament up a day just to make sure that Qatar got a standalone matchup on Sunday, November the 20th. They'll be taking on Ecuador. Ecuador is plus 125 at the moment. Qatar plus 240. The draw here is plus 220. A lot to unpack here, and not a lot of it takes place on the field. BJ, give us your thoughts here on Ecuador and the hosts.
1: Right. So if, if everything was being equal, we were playing this match in a neutral field, you know, neither team really had any rest advantage, and all things being equal, I would say, yeah, Ecuador is a deserving favorite. They probably should be about minus 110, minus 115. But there is a ton of stuff and gives a ton of advantages here for Qatar. So, first off, all of their players play in the Qatari Stars League, which went on pause on September 14th. But not only that, Michael, all of their players have not played for their club teams this season. They've been in national team training for the last six months, gearing up for this world cup on home soil. While Ecuador has seven days to repair. That's an incredible advantage for Qatar and not only for rest, but preparation as well. So they'll be very, well-drilled and ready for this match. They play a very deep low block when they have to play good competition, usually a 5-3-2. We saw that when they played the United States in the Gold Cup two summers ago. They gave the U.S. a heck of a match. Expected goals was about even in that one. And Qatar even missed a penalty that could have had them go up one nothing. The reality is, is that this Qatar team has been playing together for a really, really long time. You know, they have over a thousand international caps together. They know what they want to do defensively. They're going to be very compact. What Ecuador likes to do, Michael, is they like to create a lot of overloads in the middle of the pitch. They love to open up the wings where they have great fullbacks like Estupedon, uh, and the other right back to get moving forward to create a lot of chances swinging crosses into the box. Well, Qatar is going to play a five-man back line, so they're going to be able to take away a lot of those channels down the flanks. They're going to be very compact in the middle. It's going to be very, very difficult for Ecuador to break down this low block, and I have concerns with Ecuador strikers like Ener Valencia, who's on the wrong side of 30, and being able to finish. So I like Qatar. I'm going to take a, a bet out of the Anthony Debundo playbook. I'm going to take Qatar plus .25, essentially splitting the bet with Qatar, draw no bet, and Qatar plus half a goal at minus 110. So that's where I'm going in this first match. I think the host nation has too many advantages to be an underdog here.
2: Anthony, you were, you were close to joining BJ, but some line movement. We've seen money come in on Qatar. I don't think it's going to stop as people kind of buy into this narrative of you know host nation, first game, home field advantage, FIFA, all of that good stuff. But you think you could make a case here for the Maroons?
3: Yeah. You know, this line opened uh, Qatar was plus a half. Now they've come down all the way to plus 0.25. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're betting soccer, it is quite a lot because it's, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of goals and I don't anticipate a lot of goals in this match. I think from a macro point of view, it is very interesting Uh, early in this tournament because of the quick turnaround, how sharp are these teams going to be? How much time do they really have to come together? We know that's a problem for every team in this tournament, but one like BJ mentioned. And so the spot for me is not great for Ecuador. I think it's a, it's a, Bad one. I think this one could very well end in a draw, uh, but I am not taking the plus 0.25 because I think the number is now come down into range where it's pretty much right.
2: I actually am going to go against what you just said there. I like the over two and a half. It's plus 150. Both of these teams, it's a must win, right? They'll fancy this as their most winnable match of their group stage. They'll both think we need to put three points in our pockets, have a chance to get out of here, maybe a chance to surprise and win the group. Um, So I'm expecting both teams to be on the front foot or at least do look for opportunities to attack and the other thing here is i i don't trust either of them not to make mistakes like this is the first game of a world cup ecuador like bj said they're all coming from all over the world to gel together qatar they're just not talented right you can't trust a team with this uh you know talent level to not make mistakes so i think we could see a cheap goal or two maybe a a, a dumb foul in the box that leads to a penalty and one goal opens this thing up because the other team will need to get something out of it so i think the over two and a half plus 150 is a good bet. I wouldn't hate live betting the over if, if the game starts slow, if it's like, you know, nil-nil in those first 25, 30 minutes, because I just think one goal really, really opens this thing up for both teams and should play into the hands of both teams as well. Like the Ecuador is not a team that is typically going to have a lot of the ball in, in comparable qualifying against teams like Brazil and Argentina, Chile so, I think that them being a little kind of out of sorts plays into what Qatar wants to do, which is they're going to want to counter and, and win the ball, counter. And that could definitely lead to some goals or a goal for Qatar opens things up once again for Ecuador, who has more talent. All right. Uh, BJ, we heard your thoughts on the Americans' first game. They're plus 170, slight favorites over Wales, who are plus 200. The draw is plus 190. Of course, these odds are from bet 365. This game is 2 p.m. kickoff on Monday. One thing I want to note is that the total is very low. We're looking at a 2 minus 110 on both sides. So oddsmakers are saying pretty low event game. I don't know if that's going to be the case. And and I think if it is more high event, it definitely does suit the Americans. But before I give my bet, Anthony, what are your thoughts here, USA and Wales?
3: You mentioned the total at 2 in this game, and I think it fits into the narrative of this group. We talked about this for England-Iran. And now for USA Wales, low totals are going to be what you know drives this group in a lot of tight, low scoring games. And there are questions about both teams in attack. Wales has been in terrible form. I mean, they absolutely trucked in their Nations League group with Netherlands, Belgium, and even Poland. They managed one result in six matches. They haven't won any of those matches. So they come into this World Cup in terrible form. And I know BJ is very down on them. The price is not good enough for me. However, on the United States to be laying, you know, minus 115, minus 120 on the draw no bet line, because I have a lot of question marks about them as well. I think that we have seen the United States excel in some situations where they've been not tasked with having the ball and not forced to break down an opponent who's going to sit deeper. They don't have the passing quality right now, and they don't have the consistency and they don't have the form for me to trust them. Uh, as a favorite here. So I'm going to be passing. It would be USA or nothing because I agree with BJ that they're the more talented team. But again, I think there's a very real chance that this game is a bit of a stalemate and that no one's able to really break through because I think the U.S. is okay transitionally in defense. But from from an attacking point of view, we still have a lot of question marks and we haven't really seen a lot of these USA players play together because they've always been in and out of injury. So it's a lot of question marks here. I'm staying away.
2: I like the plus 170 money line on the U.S. here. We've talked about the talent disparity. It's pretty wide. Typically, I like to bet whales in these tournaments because they're usually offered at big prices. And, and they're, so, they're experts at hanging around at games, nicking a winner through Bale or Ramsey. But I actually think we're going to see a more aggressive whales here. They're coming into a tournament for the first time since 1958. This is their first World Cup since 1958. They're going to be one of the only teams with like a really rowdy, robust, well-attended visiting tourist fans because... It's their first World Cup since 1958. It's a a country that's going crazy over this team. And they're going to fancy themselves to be able to nick three points against the Americans, even as underdogs. So I actually think we're...
0: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com bluewire. That's harrys.com bluewire for a $3 trial set. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of
1: Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by
0: famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: Everybody is kind of assuming that Wales is going to sit back. That's what we normally see them against teams in European competition. But those teams are much, you know, at a much higher level than the Americans, or they're playing them in, in like knockout games where they just need to hang around, drag them deep into the waters and then hope that Bell or Ramsey can work a moment of magic to win it. So I actually think this game is going to be a little bit more hectic than the odds makers think, than people think. And I think that should help the U.S. talent level shine through. I like the United States. Anything above like plus 160, I think is playable uh, on the three-way money line. So... That's that's us, all three of us on the Americans in some way or another. Anthony, a little trepidatious, but that should go well for us. Let's look at the last marquee game. We already got some thoughts from Anthony on England and Iran. This is the other Group B game, so we got to touch on it. England's minus 300 against Iran, 10 to 1 on the money line. The draw here is plus 375. I'm kind of in the same boat as Anthony. I think that this game has a slow start written all over it. so I like the under half a goal or no goals in the first half at plus 162. I'm expecting England to take a long time to get their feet wet in this World Cup. They're so conservative. They're so pragmatic. And that often, you know, just leads to these slow starts. Look what happened at the Euros, right? They played in a group with Scotland, Croatia, and the Czech Republic, BJ. How many goals did they score? Doesn't two, matter. They went to the final, Mike. Right. But, I'm, but for this bet, they scored two goals. And only one of them came in the first half. I think we're going to see a very slow starting to England as they try to figure out how to break down a really tenacious Iran defense. So under half a goal in the first half for me. Pain written all over it when, when Harry Kane scores a third-minute penalty.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I like England to win nil, honestly. It's only sitting at minus 130 right now. I really... Iran does have two good strikers, but again, they're going to sit very deep. Like Anthony mentioned, they're bringing back their manager from their past two World Cups. They sat very, very deep in a 4-4-2. They don't really come out of that. Like you guys already mentioned, yes, England does play pragmatic. They do play slow. They do play intricate. But they also don't concede. Like I already mentioned in our preview podcast, they didn't concede at the Euros until the semifinals. They're only allowing 0.67 expected goals per 90 throughout World Cup qualifying and the Euros. So they're going to control a lot of possession. They have the attacking players that can get that one pass, get that one breakthrough against this Iranian defense. And I really just don't see how Iran is going to come out and score against them. So I like England to win nil at minus 130. I got them projected at minus 152 to win nil against Iran. So that's where I'm going in this match for the three lines.
3: Yeah, form going into the World Cup does matter, I think. And zero wins in six matches for England definitely has me concerned about them a little the bit Nations the more League, I think about it, it. And I know it was the Nations League and, and Nations we're not really League. sure what to make of that. But there is history that suggests that teams playing the best going into the World Cup, their last five matches tend to do the best in the actual World Cup. And that would be a strong case for Brazil, Argentina, the Netherlands and Uruguay does not look favorably upon the English.
2: Yeah, so get those England to not qualify. Eight to one bets in while wow, you still can. All right, let's wrap this thing up by looking around at the Tuesday matches. Anthony, we'll start with you. What you, I guess you could call this one an elimination match between Mexico and Poland. It's huge.
3: Yeah, this is the likely to be the the, the the match that decides second place in the group. We expect Argentina to get through here, but we're not really sure what to expect between Mexico and Poland. I think... This is kind of similar to me for USA Wales, where I'm really out on the European team and I don't want to bet them in any way, shape or form uh, because I think they're, they're pretty overrated. Poland and Wales in this situation, Poland had very mediocre underlying numbers in World Cup qualifying. They got pretty well destroyed in their Nations League group in the non-Wales games. They did beat Wales, uh, but they got crushed by the Netherlands and Belgium in those other two or uh, four matches. But... I still have question marks about Mexico too, but I think my question marks about Mexico are a little bit fewer. I think Mexico's biggest concern could be age profile and how well they're able to recover for these matches and play three matches in 10 days because they are getting a little bit older and they're not quite as consistent as they were going into the last couple of World Cups. But I still think they're the better team than Poland, solidly so. And so I'm going to take them draw no bet on the minus 110. It's pretty close to a pickup. I think they have a pretty solid midfield advantage. The only great equalizer here, of course, is Robert Lewandowski, who can go off at any time. But Mexico is better in BJ's ratings. Elo has them better. I think they're a much better team. I'm going to take them minus 110, draw no bet.
2: I like a, a disgusting under here. France and Australia under two and a half goals, plus 120. I think anything plus money It's fine here the Aussies, the Socceroos, they're just going to put 10 guys behind the ball and dare France to break them down. Their physical side, they're going to make crosses into the box really tough. They'll win second balls. France is a very creative offensive team. They're going to want you know, time. They're going to want to be a little tricky. And Australia's just not going to let them do it. They're just not going to give them any chance to do it. They'll be overly physical. And for a first match of a World Cup where everyone's coming from all their you know, club teams around the world, The Aussies, for the most part, are all playing together in the top division in Australia. I think that this is a cohesive group that should give France some trouble breaking it down. Eventually they will, but it could take a while. You're basically asking France to score three goals here to get to the over, because I don't expect Australia uh, to do it unless we see another Tim Cahill wonder goal, uh, and he's retired, so I don't think that's very likely. So you're asking yourself the question, will France score three here? I think it's less likely than it is likely. So I like the plus money on under two and a half goals, France and Australia on Tuesday afternoon. All right, BJ, take us home.
1: Yeah, I like the denmark Tunisia under two and a half goals at minus 125. The reality is is that this Denmark team, we've talked about them a lot. They went to the semifinals of the Euros. The main reason for that is because they're a very well-drilled, cohesive unit that's been playing together for a long time. They're very, very well-organized defensively. They only allowed 0.88 expected goals per 90 throughout Euros and World Cup qualifying. They will be able to control a lot of possession in this match. I highly doubt they're going to be very as aggressive as they were towards the end of the Euros when they needed to actually get a lot of points. You saw it you know, even after Christian Eriksen went down, they were very passive in their match against Finland. Tunisia is an interesting team. They're coming out of Africa. They beat Mali over the World Cup qualifying playoffs. Over the two legs, they only created 0.73 expected goals. They played Nigeria in the Africa Cup of Nations. They only created 0.55 expected goals against them. So I don't expect Tunisia to really threaten this Denmark defense. And Tunisia does have a very good engine room midfielder in Elias Shakiri, who plays for Cologne in the Bundesliga. He's all over the pitch. He presses well. He defends well he is a great protection for their weak back line so and honestly the denmark front line of casper dolberg mikhail Demsgard, scott olsen it's not really great in terms of finishing so i project this match at 2.17 goals so i like the under two and a half at minus 125 and then the last game we didn't talk about argentina saudi arabia you will have saudi arabia they all their players play in the saudi pro league They have, that league's been on pause since the middle of October. So they will have a rest and training advantage over Argentina. But the reality is, is that this Saudi team is not good out of possession. You saw their matches in, in Asian qualifying when they had to play Japan, when they had to play Australia, it was not good. They did look like they didn't know what to do out of possession, but if it gets to a flat plus two and a half, I will have to take Saudi Arabia because of that rest advantage, because of the training that they've had coming into this match. And they have, we're at the last world cup as well. And they faced, uh, some decent competition. So that's where I'd be going in that one. But that is probably the biggest uh, snoozer, I would say, of these first round of matches. That guy, Lionel Messi
2: for Argentina. He's okay, minus, I guess, minus right? 163 to score any time in that one. <laughs> All right, uh, that wraps up this, our first Wonder Goal live episode for the World Cup. We will be back on Tuesday evening to preview the matches through next Friday. So be sure to join us then. But until then, a reminder, Wonder Goal is presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game, get $200 free. For Anthony Debundo, for BJ Cunningham, I'm Michael Leboff wishing you the best of luck with all your World Cup bets.